Uh, yeah, I guess we can start just by saying, like, send your questions to carlscornerqa at gmail.com. Yeah, and uh, the other thing I need to address is that I sound a little bit stuffy right now. That's because your boy got the Rona. Oh, uh, I, got, I got the big Rona, and I'm just, you know, it's a Q&A episode, so let's just get these questions out of the way. One, I'm fine. Like, how are you? I'm fine. I'm doing great. Um, uh, I'm on the men now. Two, uh, I thought you had the vaccine. I did. That's why I answered the way I did to question one. And then three, why didn't you mention it publicly? It's none of your fucking business. Also, I don't want to deal with fucking anti-vaxxers who do not understand how vaccines work. Of like, yeah, it doesn't stop you getting it. It helps you fight it if you do. But people don't seem to fucking understand vaccines. They don't know. So I'm fine. I'm just like, you know, I'm on the men now. And Mm. without further ado, Lucas, uh, I believe you have some questions for us. Oh, I was taking a big swig of water, but that I do, Carl. That I, I, do. Just, I just took you by surprise. It's like oh, the questions you do. So um, you've read all these, yes? Or you've, you've skimmed them to make sure there's like no repeats or just boring, bad questions? Like, how are yeah. you? There's a couple of ones that I just skipped over because it's just basic, basic, basic bitch questions of like, I hope you're doing okay. So I just answered that. So, yeah. There's a couple I missed out and there's a couple that, you know, I'll... Um, kind of like, you know, reformat a little bit just for the sake of having a good question in there yeah, or whatever. Like, but... like I took your question and then made it a good question. I, d- I never changed the actual questions. I might just cut out some of the, like, the conversation in the middle that people put into the questions sometimes. Yeah, just some of the superfluous information. Exactly, yeah. I love that word. Just because it's written down, you think, superfluous? No. Superfluous, yeah. It's like hyperbole. Hyperbole! No. <laughs> it's not that. It's not hyperbole anymore, it's, it's hyperbole. Anyway. So yeah, uh, we'll start off. And oh, oh, I just remember another one, superlative. Superlative. <laughs> Sorry, that's the other one. Continue. Uh, someone says, hi, fun of the podcast, had a couple of questions that should hopefully make some good moments. Okay. Uh, so I don't know whether they should be saying that. Can you decide whether it makes a good moment for us to talk about it? I guess. Uh, Maybe they're just confident. They're they confident are. in themselves. That they ask good questions. Well, <laughs> you might change your mind after this. Okay. Uh, so, if you had a good, if you had to make a movie based on a video game, what game would it be, and who would you cast? Did we already do this one? Uh, we we might have done Carl. I don't remember what happened yesterday. So I think I think someone asked about TV shows out of a thing. Right. I said uh, Mass Effect. That's so, true. Mass Effect for a TV show for a film. Uh might. I guess they're baking the one that I'd I'd think, and it's Uncharted, because Uncharted is essentially just a film. And would you cast Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg in there? I wouldn't cast Mark Wahlberg. I would not. I would not cast him, but um, I think me and you are in the same boat on this one, where video games are an interactive medium, so taking them out of that, or taking away that interactivity kind of ruins what made them special. But for something like Uncharted, where the biggest parts of that game you don't really have much control over them. You're watching a cutscene where you hold left or right. Mm-hmm. And they are ostensibly Indiana Jones made into a video game. So, yeah, it kind of makes just... sense to, to turn them back. Yeah. Or I'd like it to see him give um, another shot to a Lara Croft movie, but don't make it realistic. Make it like the Angelina Jolie one, where it's like she's firing two pistols and tigers are everywhere. Like, I, well, I, make it so that fucking T Rexes show that's up. That's what in I was a about cave. to say. Yeah, that, those 
early games in the, that Tomb Raider series had dinosaurs and aliens and yetis and shit. <laughs> they could have been mummy movies. Yeah, yeah. Do you like the Brendan Fraser mummy movie? They could mm-hmm. have been them. Give them that tone and just give the main character, whoever plays like Lara Croft, two pistols again and just turn them into complete and utter schlock. And I know this isn't part of the question, but did you see that Brendan Fraser thing going around? Um, what specifically about? I know that he's like getting a push again because everyone's like Brendan Fraser was awesome. You know, like, even his bad movies were still entertaining because he was in them. So Brendan Fraser was recently trending because he was playing on his Switch when a video oh, so- started, <laughs> and he just didn't realise. I saw that. He was just because I thought it was a shit post. Because <laughs> like, the, the Switch is so perfectly in front of his face. Yeah, he was just playing Switch. Oh, fuck you, friend Fraser, man. Oh, that makes me love him. Sorry, you're making me laugh. Oh, it's been a while since I've laughed. My throat so, hurts. okay then. Uh, my, <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. My twist oh. on the question then might be like, if, you know, you could cast somebody that isn't Mark Wahlberg as like Sully from Uncharted. I, Have you I, got never, any played, I never played Uncharted. I, I only played like the first one and two when I like live with Brad and he had them all and I played like the first two hours and went, well, the gameplay's not that great. No. Because I think I made the mistake I played Last of Us, two, uh, Last of Us first and went, oh yeah, the, all the mechanics in Last of Us, like the fighting mechanics and stuff were put into Uncharted. It's like they were the testing ground for it. And I didn't went, this is great, but just there's no impact to anything you do. So, okay then, like young Nathan Drake is Tom Holland and you yeah. are meant to be picking like um, an older... Just make it Chris Pratt. An older just, mentor that's a like, bit quicky. Just make it Chris Pratt. Are you doing that? If all you're going to do, like, they're only casting MCU actors and everything now, fuck it, just make it Chris Pratt. Make it RDJ. That could work, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. But I, I don't have enough attachment to the games to give a fuck who plays Sully. I just know I don't uh, want it to be Matt Wahlberg. And if anyone's wondering why we like going so hard on Matt Wahlberg, um, ask him why he went so hard on that Vietnamese dude. I mean, uh, I, I, I just... I don't find him very personable anyway, as an actor. Yeah, on top of and then on top of that, he was a horrible racist who blinded a dude by beating him with a baseball bat. Blinded him, fucking hell! Yeah, he got he blinded him in one eye. Jesus Christ! Uh, good old Marky Mark, still getting movie roles now. But uh, second question that this person yes. asked: um, So, is there anybody that you would love to have a guest on the podcast, dead or no. alive, real or fictional? No, I don't care. I, I hate this question because the answer is I don't know. Because it's simultaneously asking me to be like, think of an outlandish example, but then grounding something realistic of like talking to someone on a podcast. If I could have someone on the podcast, I guess I'd just pick the most famous person I can think of just to get the views. Uh, that, is, if, that is very fair. I think like, I might go fictional and just say something like Ganondorf. Just like, yeah, to bring someone in. Well, that's the thing of like, I don't reckon any person I'd ask, like, one of like, my uh, dream gets wouldn't want to be on here, so I can't imagine it happening. So i just say, like, fuck it, like, Obama. I mean, I guess the dream guess, the point is that they would want to be on here. But they're not going to be. And but that's, that's, the thing that's, that, that's the point of a hypothetical, Carl. That my, my Britishness is like, well, they wouldn't want to turn up anyway. <laughs> Carl, waste... it's a hypothetical. And I'm too polite where I wouldn't want to waste their time, because I respect them um... too much. Yeah, but I'd love to sit down. Like, you know one of those like Nintendo villains that's been around for 30 years and been like, it's never worked out, why'd you keep trying? That's a good one, yeah. Like, Bowser, man. 
Just give it no, up. Actually, you know what I want to do? Because this is something that happened recently. I want to get um, Sima Lu. Is that, is that his name? The guy who's playing Shang-Chi? I've only seen it spelt. Okay, because I'm get... trying to avoid all Shang-Chi stuff because I want to go okay. into the movie fresh. So like, yeah. I yeah. want to get him because I recently learned that he got his start as an actor being a stock model. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, there's no like, stock photos of like smiling Asian businessman. He's yeah. that. And I want to get him, but under the pretense that he's going to talk about Shang-Chi, but then talk to him about his stock model career. <laughs> that, that's what I want to do. I Alternately... Wanna... I was going to say, under that uh, kind of similar thing, is like, we just need to get Jason Statham on and ask him about that video where he's dancing yeah. in the leopard print speedos. You know, that's what I want to do. Yeah, I want to bring on a celebrity who's really famous for one thing, then ask them about the most embarrassing footnote in their career. Like, blind, like Eric Andre, blindside them. Mm. And just ask them to talk about it like it's really important. That's what I want to do. I want to get in like a big celebrity and then talk to them about like it's an embarrassing footnote that they hate. <laughs> <laughs> like just like an acting role they thought no one knew about but you'd have to get someone with a sense of humor because you know there's those assholes that would just be like well i'm not talking about it exactly and that's why i think the guy uh plays shang chi again i don't know how to pronounce his name so i've always seen it written down like sima luo i think sima lu i think it is because he did that great in um tweet at the start of lockdown where it's like here's my um regiment for keeping in shape for shang chi and it's just him picking up a ps4 controller <laughs> and sitting down it's like one ledge so i think he'd have a good sense of humor about it mm-hmm. yeah anyway that's we've, all got, that's uh, we've got lots of questions so we'll like mm-hmm. move swiftly on i guess yes um so this I person says like carla hypothetical i'm too polite i'm t- <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing i'm I'm too polite, where even in my own mind, I don't want to waste their time. You can't convince yourself in a hypothetical scenario that they would want to talk to you. Yeah, uh, all that they'd be willing to waste their time talking about <laughs> something that stupid. Um, but yeah, it says, Dear Carl and Lucas, hope you're both yes. doing well. Uh, they want to ask a question that is admittedly a bit embarrassing, but what advice would you give to someone who's trying to build up their confidence? Uh, we've well, asked that question, so that's a good start. I mean, I guess so, yeah. Um, that's the thing, like, most confidence is fake anyway. Uh, yeah, we've, we've talked about this a few times on various different platforms, and we've both kind of come out with essentially the same answer of, like, fake mm-hmm. it till you make it, which is tough, but... Yeah. It's that thing, it's, it's not great advice, but what other advice is there? Because it's in, inherently you're asking us to help you do something you find uncomfortable, and it's going to be difficult regardless. The one thing so, I will say, um, other than just like you know, unhelpful advice of get confident, mm-hmm. which genuinely is how you know I did. It. I just tried to pretend like I'm a confident person, and eventually it made me a more confident person. Yeah. Uh, but the other advice I would give you is just like do your best to look after yourself in terms of like whether that's exercising, uh, just general hygiene. Um, mm-hmm. I you know I put on a bit of makeup to make myself feel more confident. Yep. I dye my hair to make myself feel more confident. Just whatever you can do. Same I think way it's like, important to just, yeah, try and be yourself and feel confident in that. And even not um, uh, physically, like emotionally, just like, you know, talk to people. Mm-hmm. Try and talk to like, people that you know and trust more about like feelings and stuff, become a more rounded person in that regard. And just um, uh, mentally, just like, you know, read more, even if it is just like, you know, reading... Um, dumb pop culture articles like I do to teach yourself facts, just to make yourself like you know more rounded and better conversationalist. Mm. 
for sure. And the, the other piece of advice I give is do not mistake arrogance for confidence. Yes. People often mistake arrogance for confidence. And while a lot of arrogant people are confident, uh, people do not like arrogance. They tolerate it. People like confidence. People do not like cockiness and arrogance, yeah. No. Um, some people find it funny, but not many people respect it. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. And a confident person is generally respected, where an arrogant person is not. And I think unless like, they're really fucking good at what they do, that's the thing. You can be cocky and mm. arrogant if you are like the best person at something. When you're like fucking kind of Michael Jordan when he was yeah. at the top of his game or something like that, because he's earned that. Like or, or like um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Mm, yeah. But, and um, um, don't fall into the trick of thinking like just acting like an arsehole is what being confident is. Yeah. For sure. Confidence is like it's a lot more muted. And it's a lot more sensitive than, I guess, people assume if they don't really know what it is. Uh, Like, a lot of confidence you can see in a person comes from, like, body language as well. Mm -hmm. Like, standing up straight, um, having a good posture and, like, being willing to, you know, make eye contact with people. Things like that that people subconsciously pick on as being a confident person. Yeah, and there's like other little things like being an active listener and yeah. like being willing to engage people. And if you want an example of like how to develop confidence or like what good what good confidence looks like, I'd recommend watching stuff like RuPaul's Drag Race because there's no mm. one more confident than drag queens. But there's also no one more tolerant and accepting than drag queens because obviously they've been like at the fucking bottom rung. It's just like they know what it's like to be treated as like in some cases literally less than human and they've not let it get them down. Mm-hmm. And they've come out of that and they're like, you know, flamboyantly, openly themselves in a way that people find charming. For the most part. <laughs> yeah. Like there's some that obviously take it a bit too hard. That's arrogance. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's the thing. If you can't, and you, for the most part, you'll be able to pick up the ones that are arrogant and you're like, I don't like them for some reason. Because there's, there's a big difference them. between like someone who's confident and arrogant and somebody who's confident, but also has a bit of like self-humility. Humility. Yeah. And it's difficult to define, but... Like, but I think by definition, because it's not something that you can easily quantify. So my only advice would be just, uh, just talk to more people, even if you don't like it, because it's the same thing with improving yourself in any regard. It's not going to be easy at first. And if it's it was easy, everyone easy. would do it. Mm-hmm. Certainly, certainly not easy. And like it's even not. now, I have, I have many problems with my confidence. Like I'm not always a confident person and it differs day to day yeah i had so. it this morning i grew my my fucking covid depression beard it's only like four days worth of growing facial hair <laughs> i fucking hate having facial hair i hate it because i hate how like dirty and like um uh, just bad i look fair I shave all that shit off that's fair yeah i think there's that like weird line isn't there of like there's there's having shadow then there's like the weird hobo look and then there's a proper beard yeah I've got like and I only get the thing in between I get like the bum fluff yeah <laughs> I just get the bum fluff it's not nice so but yeah uh, that is from Logan so thank you Logan for writing it uh, so, apologies we can't answer that question in more detail it's a, an inherently difficult question to answer it is and hopefully something that we've said will help but yeah it's, it's inherently very difficult just please don't That's go down the rabbit hole of like those weird men's rights videos of like, act like this, act like an alpha male. But Carl, this one line will help you pick up 99% of women. Yeah. 
Which, but you need you know, to be a, an alpha I, or a sigma male. It's like nobody likes those people. Ask any was, woman. What in was your the life. one above that? Sigma male. Oh, sigma was the the one. Right. Okay. Yeah, and the funny even thing though omega sig- should be like end all. Well, that's the one above even that. Oh, the omega male, like the, the omega the male. one above, the one above. That's just Chuck Norris. <laughs> Are we still talking about Chuck Norris, Carl? I know. Do you know that was originally supposed to be Vin Diesel? But they thought Vin Diesel was too shit an actor. And Chuck Norris wasn't? Yeah, but he's been in more stuff. Mm, He's a bad actor, but at least he's been in more bad movies than Vin Diesel. Anyway, yeah, just please don't like fall down that rabbit hole because do not, again, do not mistake arrogance and um, uh, that for confidence. Those are not confident people. They are the most insecure people in the world. Mm Mm-hmm as evidenced by the fact that they need to define themselves in such a way. Like you'll notice that a confident person doesn't mind how you define them because they define themselves. Yeah, like they, I, I, apart from friends and family, people I actually respect the opinion of, I don't give a fuck what people mm-hmm. think of me. Yeah, that's the way. And the people who ascribe to that mindset, they absolutely 100% do. They mm-hmm. are so fragile. Their personalities, their egos are so fragile. They're so dependent on what other people think of them. That's not confidence. That's the facade of it. Mm-hmm. And that's not what you want. But yeah, um, we'll move on then. Yeah, um, and so I had to mention that because I've realised like, if they Google how to be confident, they'll probably fall down that rabbit hole. They'll get they into get that dark side of the web, yeah. Yeah, that's how they get um, uh, insecure men. By preying on those insecurities and telling you that. No, 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 no. It's everyone else that's the problem. <laughs> no, it's called self-improvement for a reason. Self. Um, we've got the next question comes from Brian. Yes. Brian. Uh, it says, been a huge fan for a long time. You're both yes. awesome. It was fun to meet you at the last live event. The only Ooh. live event. The only one. The last uh, one as well. So they've got like a question for me and then a question for you. So they said, like, okay. question to Lucas. I've mentioned that I've played quite a few escape rooms. What is my favourite and why? Like. Um, I think I spoke about it last time where there was like a, a bank vault scenario that was really cool where like we opened up like the front room and then went into like a proper bank vault at the end. Um, Did you say it was like he's actually in an old bank or something like that? No, it wasn't, no. Oh, no. They'd I'm actually sure. just built up a, a big bake fank, fake bank vault. A, a big bake fank vault. <laughs> um, we talk for a living. We do, we do. And I'm not great at it, but... Um, the other one I will shout out is when we went to Belfast, uh, we went on like, you know, before it finished, just before the final season, we went on like the Game of Thrones tour. Oh man. And we went to the Game of Thrones, like escape room in there. And that was, that was really fun. And I don't regret liking Game of Thrones as much as it is, but it it is annoying how much they fucking dropped the ball. It's that thing of, like, I, it's like liking Harry Potter. I don't regret the time I spent enjoying harry potter it's just a shame it is a shame yeah it's just one of those things it's like oh it's like joe leftovers when you got leftover pizza Mm. then you drop it on the floor oh god it's like it's like you're not that annoyed it's like why ate the pizza it just would have been nice to be able to enjoy it a little bit more but i guess it's (laughs) fine if i just throw this straight in the bin yeah that's what it is that's what game of thrones is for you carl um, yes I i remember i remember this brian guy He's the guy who came down from Scotland. Oh, okay. Came all the way down from Scotland. He was the person from furthest afield, so I remember buying him a drink. <laughs> uh, so apparently next time you just need to come from further than Scotland. Yeah. Uh, no, don't, don't do that, please. No, please. Uh, we're not worth it. I'm not. 
<laughs> and look at that people are asking us for advice about confidence um and then they say to carl like no you weren't keen on them um but if like there was a theme for an escape room you would pick like have you got one in mind they said if not what's your favorite guitar hero song to play uh, favorite guitar hero song to play is Eric Johnson's Cliffs of Dover. It's the song that inspired me to pick up a guitar myself. I'm not very good at guitar, but I could still kind of play that do 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 bit because it's just so catchy and fun to play. Mm. And then an escape room theme. I think I'd want to go for like a super meta one where you're trying to escape from an escape room. <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to go full meta with it. Show escape rooms are everywhere. I want I an escape room. Don't know if they are now anymore. That's what I mean, like the heyday's kind of gone and the opportunity to do a super meta one is probably gone with it. But mm-hmm. The idea of a super meta escape room where you're trying to escape from an escape room and they play on all the really obvious tropes that escape rooms like fall back on. I mean, I guess you are trying to already escape from an escape room. So like, would you have to be trying to escape from an escape room facility? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like they make it super meta where like you walk in and it's just you're in the, you're in the place. You're in the um, reception. To the, you're in the reception the area, yeah, and you yeah. Do, and you see the price, and you see the price like sixty quid a person. You're like, you know what? Fuck this! But they lock the door, <laughs> and, that, and you've got to try and figure your way out from there. I think that could be quite fun. Mm. You'd have to be like, uh, you'd have to have a better um, uh, person, um, uh, like you know, coming up with some of the ideas than I am, especially when I'm ill and trying to come up with on the fly. But well, I reckon that could be quite fun. That, that would be a cool idea, yeah. The escape room for people who don't want to go to escape rooms. You've got to escape the night, the boring night out, and then it ends in a pub. <laughs> so that's where you'd rather be. Um, but yeah, Brian just says, like, wishing you both and the team well and good health. And that, I suppose, is, oh, like, bad timing. <laughs> it is. It is. We've got the COVID. Got the Rona. But, uh, yeah, we'll move on, I guess. Um, so we've got one from Nick here. Nick, says, hi, Colin Lucas. Trend of Hollywood at the moment is just rebooting old IP. Yes. In a recent fact theme video, Carl admitted he has done with the edge. Um, seeing as most reboots tend to be edgy or dark, let's flip it on his head. And what IP would you like to see get like the the soft, bright, and fluffy reboot? As they say, uh, that's the thing. Pretty much anything, because if you're going to do that, such a wild, like tonally different thing from the original property that. It could work. Like, think about like, how many things from, like, the 80s that were explicitly for adults, like Alien, Robocop, Predator, mm. um, all got kids' toy lines mm. without, like, an associated TV show. Like, I remember as a kid you could buy Alien toys, despite the fact they were marketed exclusively towards children who weren't old enough to know what Alien was. Yeah, yeah. I want to see, like, an Alien TV show, a cartoon or something like that. Like, Alien, like, Predator and Friends. <laughs> and it's like if it was written by someone who knew the property well enough I reckon you could get away with that mm. like, it just has to be like meta enough where you'd you know just appeal to fans like myself For I think um, like the one I just had in my head then was like the Matrix like fuck oh, it my... I'm done with them getting like just super fucking into the whole, like oh, we've got to be the most complicated film of all time. It's like, fuck oh, it. Man. Just give me really cool looking fight scenes and like, make it dumb. The Matrix without all of its um, uh, heady philosophical themes, which mm-hmm. um, uh, they the writers themselves don't understand. Because I believe it's after the first Matrix film came out. Um, uh, the Wachowskis based much of it on the work of Jean Baudrillard. I think you pronounce his name. which is the philosopher who wrote Simulation of Simulcra. 
mm. uh, which is name dropped in the film because it's the book that Neo hides the um, uh, thing that he gives out to the uh, um, his hacker friends at the start of the film. And right, they ask yeah. that guy, so what do you think of the Matrix? Like, they don't understand my work. The Wachowskis don't understand my work. <laughs> it was like, so just take away the heady philosophical themes because they're completely pointless anyway. Yeah, and just make it about, like, fuck it, it's real people in, like, this simulation where they can bend the rules. I reckon you could do that. You definitely could. Like, it's I, like, I, it's- the philosophical aspects of it is like completely fall by the wayside because it's just it's so up its own ass. It is, yeah. Uh, although I do like um, uh, the like the more contemporary views of it now, where it's actually a trans allegory, um, which oh, the Kowalskis right, yeah. have come out and said, "Yeah, um, uh, yeah, we maybe we didn't intend that when we were making it, but you know, it's obviously at the forefront of our mind mm-hmm. uh, because both of them went ahead and transitioned um, yeah. after the film was released, and I do like that aspect of it and." People fucking hate that. Like, you know those weird right-wing assholes who keep using red pills unironically? I was going to say all the people that misunderstand the Matrix and use it as their personal identity, yeah. Yeah. It was written by uh, two trans women. So, oh yeah. You, you, sure, you sure hitched your um, uh, your wagon to the right horse there, <laughs> weird right-wing shitheads. <laughs> but I wouldn't know, for, like, um, just for the just complete opposite tonally. Because you could probably do that, like... Uh, or maybe just something like Batman. Like, go all the way back to Adam West Batman. If you're I was about, about to say, just do that with DC, because we've gone so far down that dark, gritty rabbit hole that just get out. Yeah, bring it all the way back to Adam West Batman. Mm-hmm. All the way fucking back. And, uh, or, alternately, I want to start seeing films where they don't take uh, realism in regards to the effects so seriously, and I want us to go uh, make them all look like stage shows. Oh, okay. I want to start making it like stage shows. Uh, have you ever seen Avatar? Uh, Last Airbender, where they have a bit, it's the um, Ember Island players, where they're talking about, or they go to see a play about their adventure so far. I haven't uh, seen that part. I've only seen ah, like, okay. the beginning of Avatar. And the, the way they realise some of the effects, it's basically, it's the entire plot of Avatar um, as a stage show. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, like when they do water bending, it's um, like rhythmic gymnastics, Joe, with the, um, uh, the ribbons. Oh yeah, I remember you saying this. Yeah, and yeah. they dance with those, and they like someone who's doing fire bending will do the same thing with red ribbons. Mm. And I thought that's such a good idea. Why is there not being like an Avatar stage show where they do this? And in the same vein, I would love to see like super like super high concept, um, like superhero movies, for example, like an Iron Man film where it's like that, where it's like just real high concept, and it's all realized <laughs> with just like you know just in screen effects done by just like a team of people i mean you know just do like the whole stage show of cats where they're all dressed up in like just the lycra suits yeah that's what i found baffling about the film where they try to make it cgi it's like why didn't you just make use the stage show but just bigger mm-hmm. like, the, like the lion king cgi remake like why don't you just do the lion king stage show and just make it more just put everyone dressing like lions I was going to say, I'm still adamant that I'd rather have seen, like, Donald Glover and Beyonce rolling around in Lycra suits. than Dressed like lions. Yeah. It's great. It's like, there's that um, just great um, breakdown of uh, when people say, oh, Shakespeare would hate what people have done to his work. I think he'd love it. Like, can you imagine Shakespeare watching Lion King? It's like, wait, I could have used lions. (laughs) This is awesome. (laughs) Do that, because it's supposed to be Shakespeare. Almost every story now is rip-off of Shakespeare anyway. So, like, you know, bring it all the way back to its origins. Make them stage plays. Mm. And do the effects in the way of stage, uh, the way they would on stage. 
Especially or just like get Joel Jones. Schumacher to do another Batman movie. Oh, either way. He's dead now, isn't he? Oh, shit, is he? Yeah, he died. Remember, we talked about it on a podcast once he, um, because you read that story where he fucks like 8,000 women or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you know what? He might be dead, but he had a good life. Oh, God. Oh, what's the next one? Uh, so we've got a question from Tom here. Uh, they said, Thank you, I just Tom. want to start off by saying they appreciate the effort that go into all of the services we mm-hmm. provide. It's been wonderful listening and watching y'all. I don't know if we provide services. I, I was going to about to pick you up on that. It's like, they're not services. They're just like, you know, things we put out. Part of content, we don't provide a service, I guess. But yeah, yeah it's just like, uh, either yeah, it's way, it's much appreciated. I uh, appreciate the sentiment. But they've got a few questions that they're asking us. Uh, so first one is just like, what's your favourite like genre slash subgenre of games? And like, what's your, like the thing that you enjoy about it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's a difficult one. I think I like RPGs because I like the min-maxing aspect. They mm. are similar in that way. Of anything that lets me just customize the way I play the game and gives you a lot of freedom to do it in a way the game might not expect. I'll always come back and play a game like that. Like Final Fantasy X, I really love the upgrade system in that where you can make, for example, your white mage, your healer, into your mm-hmm. primary damage dealer if you level them up the right way. Like you can make your thief into like your warrior and make them like ultra defensive. And it's great to see these like tiny like five foot tall girl just tanking hits from um, the god of all creation mm-hmm. because you um, spec them the right way. So any game that lets me do that. I'm not sure what specific genre that would be, but I guess like RPG or games with RPG elements. That's like Borderlands, yeah. for example. Like I adore Borderlands for that one reason, like the RPG aspect. And I think mine might be not similar to yours. Like I think I'm more a fan of like you know the action adventure genre like my favorite games are zelda but i i've mm-hmm. slowly started to peel away from having like a favorite genre and just realizing as you said like games with elements of customization yeah games that let me express myself because video games are inherently an expressive medium yeah and i, I enjoy things like the you know third person action adventure games for that reason a lot of the time like you know being able to create character and being able to, to customize them and stuff like that. And then RPGs, as you say, like having builds that are like your own, like that doing that with Pokemon and being like, well, I'm not going to do it yeah. in the meta way. I'm going to no, build my own Pokemon in my own way. And I really do get um, uh, deep, deep into the nitty gritty of games that um, have systems like that and to my own detriment a lot of the time. Because I spend mm. way, way, way too long doing stuff, stuff like that. Yeah, normally me too, and I literally just got, because uh, it's on Game Pass again, mm-hmm. or Game Pass now, I've just gotten back into Final Fantasy Thirteen. so give it 40 hours and I might start be able to customise my party in that. Oh, fair enough. And did you say they had a follow-up question to this one? Yeah, they've got another couple of questions. Another question, that's it, not a follow-up, so they, one, another um, question. Said, like, what's your opinion on VR? Have you tried, enjoyed it, and, like, do you have a favourite VR game? It's a passing fancy. I think that's just like from my perspective and the industry. It's never going to be standard. I don't it's think too- it's going to be standard, but I'd really like to see it stay as a side focus. Yeah, but it's, it's never going to be a standard. And I personally, I I see it as, again, passing fancy. Just uh, a friend has it. He has a VR headset. It's, like, it's fun to play for like 20 minutes, half an hour. You know, when you pass the headset around, I'll play the game. It's like, yeah, this is fun, but do you want to just watch some TV or put Smash Bros on? Yeah, and I think like I'm a bit more into it than you are, but I still don't like the idea of 
it becoming a thing where it's like, no, you sit down and play this VR game for 40 hours. It's like, no, I'll, I'll sit with, like, whacking it on for an hour at a time. Yeah. It's, I, even, it's ironically, despite billing itself as more immersive, is less immersive to me because I'm constantly aware that I have the headset on. And I'm especially to me because I've got to have glasses on and a headset on. It's like, uh, I went on one of those, what are they now? The driving rigs? Oh, yeah. And it's, it took me out of it so much because it tries so hard to anchor you to that world that if you do anything outside of like the, you deviate from the expected normal what you're going to do. Like me, I'm slightly taller hmm. than most people are. Like when I sat down to play this game, like this driving game, it's like, I'll put me in a car, and like my head went through the roof. Oh. Just went through the roof of the car and I had to readjust. It's like, oh, you need to like, you know, realign yourself. Like, it's like, this just this takes me out of it. I'd rather just play the game. I'd rather you just handed me a control and I'd just sit down in the seat. Mm-hmm. So for me, I just it's not there yet, and I've not seen anything that can convince me that it's um, uh, anything more than either tech showcases or something for a very niche audience. That's fair, but you know, Beat Saber is really fun. Beat Saber is super fun, but it's not Guitar Hero. I'd still prefer to play Guitar Hero any day of the week. Rock band, Carl. Rock band. Or rock band, yeah, because as well, because that's more collaborative. If you've got a guitar here, at least people can play with you. Yeah, and that thing is like the one thing I um I prefer guitar hero to rock band in is the uh, two like people the play thing guitar. that two people can play guitar, and it's like give me just get make rock band four the exact same way, but you can but play two guitars. Let everybody pick the same instrument if they want to. It's so bullshit that you have to play bass because most bands have two guitarists <laughs> most bands have a lead guitarist and a rhythm guitarist so at least let me play one play lead one play rhythm or one play lead and then swap off playing lead when the other played rhythm like guitar hero does yeah but um and then the last question they've got is just Ooh. like do you have a favorite animal group name as in like, like as in like a school official or whatever uh, a government of gorillas a government of gorillas a i government think i've got of that one a government of gorillas, and I'm just going to pick the the obvious one that they literally like listed in this of just a murder of crows. Murder of crows is very strong, yes. Like but, uh, you can't be just like a murder. Like what do you do? There's <laughs> the also crows un- come in. an unkindness of ravens, which I quite like. Yeah, that one sounds a bit more poetic, but an unkindness of ravens. But I do like a government of gorillas as well. <laughs> um. Anyway, we move on here. Um, says this one is from Seamus, who says, uh-huh. um, "My question is, who has the biggest stick energy and smallest stick energy in fiction, and why?" This could be from uh, anything at all. Kirby, biggest stick energy. Oh uh, yeah, Kirby. No one beats Kirby. Just does what he wants. <laughs> Just swaggers about. If you've got God. a big, di- bigger dick energy than Kirby, he'll just absorb your big dick energy anyway. He, then he becomes it. Yeah, like he just he casually just defeats God because he's hungry. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? And then I think smallest dick energy might not even be in fiction. It might just be like anyone with an avatar profile, an anime avatar profile. Like Maybe that. Yeah, just bring it in. Do you know what thing's got the smallest dick energy? Sonic. Just because Ooh. he constantly... Like, the idea of small dick energy is somebody who acts... Like, so I think we've defined it for how we are. Small dick energy does not refer to the size of one's penis. And it, can, and it is something that can be displayed by a person who either has a penis or not. Mm-hmm. It's, 
And it means that you carry yourself with the same kind of energy as a person with a small dick who lets it define their interactions with others. Mm-hmm. And I think that describes Sonic because Sonic tries so hard. <laughs> Did you hear recently they remastered Colors and it's broken? So, the one thing I did see is the first video that came out was actually on an emulator and not reflective of the game on Switch. I've seen the other ones, though. They've also come out and then other people have been like, yeah, but it's still really bad. Yeah, like, that game's broken. Like, And I just think that sums up just how bad, just as a character, he's like, because he's constantly insisting that he's a big deal and then never delivers. You know what's really funny to me is over the last couple of months, um, Sega themselves via the world of like social media seem to have proven that Monkey Ball is a bigger IP than Sonic is at this point. Yeah, because people are all hyped to work with Super Monkey Ball. Like Hello Kitty is gonna work with Super Monkey Ball. And if people don't know, Hello Kitty is literally one of the largest brands on earth. Like Hello Kitty do not let their character they do not let the titular Hello Kitty um uh, in appear in other forms of media unless they have vetted it extremely thoroughly. I mean, the last one I saw it partner with video game-wise was Animal Crossing. Yeah, and that's Animal Crossing is a cast-iron IP mm-hmm. that has a proven track record. And uh, Like, for example, uh, we mentioned RuPaul's Drag Race earlier. Um, Hello Kitty was on that show as a judge. <laughs> like, like, they've got a person in costume as Hello Kitty, and throughout the episode, they're referred to as Hello Kitty. No, Carl, they got Hello Kitty on the show. Yeah, that's I mean it's Hello Kitty. That's I mean that's how protective of that brand they are. And the fact like, that they're willing to work I thought you were going to say they did, like, a clothing crossover with them or something. The fact they got Hello Kitty on as a judge. Yeah, Hello Kitty incredible. was on the panel, yeah. And it's uh, my girlfriend is a big fan of the show. When mm. I asked her once, like, so who's the biggest celebrity you think they've gotten on this show? She went, Hello Kitty. <laughs> Hello Kitty is a bigger celebrity than anyone they've got on this show because it's Hello Fucking Kitty. They're not wrong, yeah. Yeah. She is, she is not wrong. But yeah, I think it might be Sonic. Just because of, like, it's, it's so sad. He's like that guy from high school who was, like, you know, hot shit at football. And you bump into him years later and he's still insisting that he's got stuff going on. Mm. It's like, yeah, I've still got stuff going on. You look at his Facebook and it's like, uh, oh yeah, uh, here's like, I don't know, a fucking YouTube, he's trying to make like a YouTube career or something. It's like 40 views. He's just constantly failing at everything. Oh, you leave my 40 view videos alone. Do you know what I mean though? There's just something about something. It's just so sad. But the fact that he keeps getting pushed is a big deal. Despite mm. the fact every new thing that is like, direct, uh, like Sega team has a hand in. Our Sonic team has a hand in it. It's just awful. And then we'll, you know, we'll see how the next game goes, but Master Chief might be approaching it if Halo Infinite doesn't go well. God, I'm getting beaten. Like, he's on the front of that box and he gets his ass kicked. Like, he, he gets beaten in a series that he's the poster boy of. And it's just like, oh, God. Like, can, can we just, if Halo doesn't do well this time, just take it out back? Just, just get rid it's not worth it. It's not. Like, stop it's ruining make my it, channel. Make it an Arbiter game. Just fuck it, make an Arbiter game. <laughs> just get Keith David in. Just put it back in time and just pe- place it during the Covenant War. That's all you need to do. Just set it during the Covenant War and play as a Sangili. You're done. <laughs> then you can have like your own little grunt squad following you around. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. I would love... Um, was it the game... Was it called like Overlord? Oh, yeah, where you're playing as, like, um, the evil titular overlord and you just control your little minions. And then you're, like, an arbiter and you've just got, I mean, like, the group of grunts as your minions. Yeah, that's what you need to do. Uh, do it like that. That'd be awesome. 
and then the next question we've got here is yes. uh, from Ollie. And they Hello. just say, uh, is there anything you would like to see from the future of gaming? Like, where do you want to see like the industry go with future games and stuff? I'd really like it um, if they just kicked out all the misogynists. That'd be nice. And all those like horrible misogynists who are ruining um, the careers of women. Yeah, I saw I saw Twitter last night, Carl. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen Twitter in the last like six months. So I'd like it if no, like, you know the yeah. future we got rid of all them. It'd be great if I didn't have to go. Like, oh, there's this game on sale. Oh, I can't buy Crash Bandicoot anymore because like Activision Blizzard can go suck one. Oh, what do they do that? Oh, fuck. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, fuck them. I don't want to feel bad about the media I enjoy because yeah. the people who help make it and the other people in control of the people making it are horrible fucking misogynists. I'd rather them not be in the industry. And so I'd like to see that from the future. There's a big difference between, like, you know, a company has bad working conditions in terms of crunch and stuff, and then there's there's that, and then there's the level of, like, no, we are toxic to all women, and it's a horrible work experience to, like, live as a woman, like, in the case of just Ubisoft that's, or Activision Blizzard, where it's like, no... yeah. Uh, there are massive people in charge that are sexual abusers and harassers and they just get away with it. Yeah, and that all trickles down into just the culture present at the company. So I'd like to see that in the future of gaming. Or maybe, like, you know, um, as mentioned, just a, a Halo game where he plays the Avatar. Or an F-Zero comeback. Or an F-Zero comeback, yeah. Like, give me just Death Race 99. I'm telling you, Carl. Battle Royale Death Race in FC. That's the thing. I don't think Captain Falcon can exist in a gaming landscape where people don't respect women. Because Captain Falcon does. Yeah. Do you know he does? The only thing, like, the only thing, like, he doesn't care like, if you're a man or a woman. He cares if you're going to show him his moves. <laughs> you need to show him your moves. And if the moves are good enough, then you get his respect. You do. I love Captain Falcon. I love it's called Douglas. What a fucking name. Yeah. <laughs> Douglas. Ugh, what's next? Uh, next is uh, from Mega Easy. There we go, that's a name. Uh, that is a name indeed. Uh, it's Carl Lucas. What, like, I guess we can distill this down a bit, but it's like, what's your favourite, like, book, movie, TV, anime, manga, character, characters, plot point, and fight scenes? I think maybe just, like, we'll pick Wait, what? something that stands out in just what? media in general. What's. Is that just. Do they want us to list everything we like? I'm not sure. So we'll just go do, with do just, what stands out, Carl. Can you read that out like, just as it was written? Because uh, so this is say, a hell of a question. To Carl and Lucas, what is your favourite book, movie, TV show, anime, and manga? Your favourite character or characters, plot point, and fight scenes? Fucking hell. Is this a first date? <laughs> this is the first date. Are we being vetted? This is the first date with a guy who doesn't get a second date. That's what that is. Um, so yeah, I guess just like something that stands out to you out of that list of everything. Well, before that, I just want to address like, do not ask questions like this. Like, there's already been a couple of, like asking two or three questions. That's fine. But like, this is seven different questions in one, mm-hmm. and it's also like like just the most boring of questions. Just give me a list of what you like. Yep. Uh, so let's you know we'll remix that question a little bit, and let's mm-hmm. go for. Um, uh, the last one of each that we like consumed. Let's go for that. So, what was the first one in the list? A uh, book. Uh, the last book. Uh, I'm still trying to read Dracula again. Oh, okay. so that's, the la- that's the last book. We're still trying to read Dracula. I keep getting like hundred pages in, 
Mm. Then it gets to the bit where it's like he keeps talking about horses. I'm like, I'm so fucking done. I don't need to know what horse Dracula has. Um, I don't particularly read novels very much anymore. I burnt out on that in sick form where I read about 200 books over two yeah. years. Okay, so what's the last one that sticks out? So the last... That, no, Carl, I'll tell you the last book I read. Yep. The last book I read was The Legend of Zelda Encyclopedia. There we go. And then what's the next one? Is it film? Uh, film, yeah. Uh, the last film I watched is one called Sputnik. Uh, that is a Russian horror film about a alien that comes down from a... Uh, during a cosmonaut's mission to space. And I would recommend it. It's very good. Uh, the last film I watched was the original Disney Aladdin. Okay. And then next was... TV show. TV show. Um, SWAT with Shamamo. Uh, anything to say about that one? No, nah, we, we've got a lot to go through here. We've got to go okay. fast. Um, we've got to go fast. I watch BattleBots on Netflix. BattleBots. Because that's the thing as well with a question like this. It's like, if you ask this much, we can't give really an in-depth answer because you've given us so much to go through. So... As a pro tip for anyone who's asking more questions, if you ask like one question, like, we're able to answer it more. So for one like this, we can. I don't think either of us read manga, so it'll just be anime. Uh, that'll be um, season three of Attack on Titan. Halfway through that, and mine would be continuing my run of One Piece. Yeah, you're just like eight hundred episodes in, like a fucking casual. I think about eight hundred and fifty now, maybe. Look at that! What a guess from me. And then the next one, uh, character or characters. Uh, well, I guess the last character I saw was just an alien, a fucking alien fire team. It was, it was a big alien. Uh, the last characters I saw were the cast of Final Fantasy Thirteen, just oh, God, all introducing God. themselves to one another and trying to Fuck. figure out their fucking Lassie powers. You fucking get rid. <laughs> so uninstall that game. I really want to re-examine Thirteen. And then, the thing is, people keep trying to like say, oh, it was really good if you... It's like, it wasn't. Even if, like... Like the only thing that the reason that game is still held up is because it looks good, and it does. It holds up mm. graphics-wise. Nothing else about it is um, uh, interesting. We'll call in a couple of months. I'll tell you my opinion. In a couple of months, you will. Yeah. And the next one's what fight scene. Yeah, so plot point and fight scene. I guess like that's just one and all. Plot point that was um, uh, in SWAT as a double cross. Uh, Sarah just got taken away as a giant crystal in Final Fantasy XIII. I can't fucking shut up about Final Fantasy XIII. I'm so pissed. I'm so <laughs> it's pissed the last off. Thing I, I played. I'm so pissed off that I know what you're talking about. Because <laughs> I also kept trying to give that game a chance. I get like three and said, fuck this. And the fight scene would have been um, in that episode where a man gets into a fight in a bar. The last proper fight scene I watched was a few days ago, Rush Hour. Oh man, Rush Hour's so good. Rush Hour, just Jackie Chan all up in that. Did you get... I was thinking, were you with the channel when we did the John Wayne thing? No. Did, do you remember the John Wayne bit? Did it stick out to you where just Chris Tucker's like, you know John Wayne? John Wayne? Because he's just so loud. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, the story behind that is, um, at a house party once, uh, they just had a DVD player on in the background, and they, we were, at night we were watching Rush Hour because we were all pissed. Mm. And out, like four or five of us were asleep on the floor, too hungover to move. And Joe, you know, like, on old DVDs, on the DVD selection thing, on that scene bit, Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, the scene selection. it just yeah. play like the first 15 seconds of a scene and then play it again. <laughs> so for about four and a half hours, we see, John Wayne, you know John Wayne, John Wayne, <laughs> chill dude. And after about four hours, we said, fucking someone just get the controller and press play. And it's like just a drunken, just girl, gurgle. 
of like five people maneuvering around to find the control. Eventually, we just press play. All the while, what all you hear is John Wayne. You know John Wayne. <laughs> we press play. That scene plays. It's just John Wayne. Oh God, no, we can't escape John Wayne. Stop talking about John Wayne. So that just became a thing in our friend group for about two years, where it's just every time we called each other, it was like John Wayne. You know John Wayne. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, uh, I I loved watching the uh, the bloopers in the. Oh, the bloopers are amazing, yeah. The credits where it's like at the end, um, I think it's like Chris Tucker's trying to say like Shesheni was it, and he's like struggling to say three words in Chinese, and Jackie Chan's like, "Look, it's not fucking easy. Is it? He can't yeah. say three words in Chinese. You can't say three words in Chinese. I speak English. You're making me read lines in my second one. Yeah. Oh God fucking love Jackie Chan. I love Rush Hour. I love it so much. I'm, I'm, I'm like waiting to just watch Rush Hour 2 because I saw that was on there as well. I'm like, yeah, oh, Rush yeah. Hour 3, man. It's great. Got it. Uh, Rush Hour 2 is the one where it took him like a good hour and a half to film one of the scenes because um, Chris oh, really? Tucker has to call a woman a bitch. He's like, I'm not calling her a bitch. I refuse to do it. And the, that, in the breakdown of like that scene, they have the lady going, it's okay, I'm an actor, I get it, but I don't want to call you it. I just feel bad. Hmm. So I think what they do is like she's supposed to slap him, so she slapped him for real. Oh, uh, it's like, like the it, payback. Yeah, she slapped him for real. Oh, you bitch, or something like that, and that's how they did it. And then they had to profusely apologise. Oh like, god! Oh, so we haven't like cancelled Chris, cancel Chris Tucker yet. No, he's been a nice guy. That's good. That's good. I can still enjoy Rush Hour. You can. You also as well just like don't watch the film, but go look at his scene in Fifth Element where he screams for about a minute. <laughs> because like, he just screams for about one minute straight he does that Chris Tucker scream you know, that really high pitched scream yeah. that he does he does it for like a minute straight and it's great uh, also his head looks like a penis he's got like hair shit like a penis it's fucking incredible okay so it's just this penis head like penis haired man screaming for a minute uh, I guess we'll Sorry, move I got, on I got distracted by Chris Tucker and for, shower, Chris as, I, as I often do as I often do uh, so it says uh, Fernando V writes in and says Dear Carl and Lucas what drinking age do you think works how in the UK the 18. age is 18 18 uh, 18 to buy but to drink is 16 which is not quite true uh, it's no. 16 like with adults Parent or guardian that will buy it for you yeah, yeah. At, like which a pub or something I think it's perfect because by 18 um, you're a fully grown adult you're living on your own, most likely, or at your very least, you've... Like, not you know, anymore, Carl, fucking hell. Yeah, not anymore, but you have like, some degree of independence. I think that's the perfect age. It makes no sense that in America, it's 21, because there's like three years where you're like living alone as an adult with responsibilities. Where you, There's three years where you're considered a full adult, but not allowed to actually consume alcohol yet. Yeah, like the old joke is that you can appear in porn or join the military, but you can't have a drink. Uh, the thing I will say is like maybe 21 works because then when you start drinking four years before you're allowed to you're 17 at the time yeah (laughs) rather than being like 14 and drinking some frosty jacks in the fucking forest somewhere yeah that is the one but i think the way it works in the uk is probably the best because um the british attitude towards alcohol is a lot more casual for better or worse but um uh, i also think that Britain has a you know obvious problem with fucking binge drinking and that kind of culture. We do, but there's also as well like the the casual adoption of it makes it less of a taboo. I feel mm. 
for a lot of kids where you can like you know, go for a pub lunch and like you know your mum can have a glass of wine your dad can have like you know a pint of beer and I think in that situation when you're like you know 15 16 years old it's like give the kid um uh, like you know, a shandy or something like that it's like teach them yeah like you know this is a socially acceptable like reason to drink I think it works better in Europe where there is less of a binge drinking mentality. Yeah, like France is probably a better example of that, you know, wine. Wine with yes. dinner is a commonly accepted thing and like you know, children can have like, you know, a small glass of wine. Yeah, I think I was having like wine in France when I was like 15 or something just with yeah. my parents at a meal having a small glass. Um that this is a bit of a weird turn though. Like okay. they ask that and then say or what is your favorite Yu-Gi-Oh card or jewel? Uh, Manny Book. Manny Book. Manny Book. He stops everything. Like that won me so many battles. Just on the playground, like guy, like, blue eyes, up on the dragon. Manny Book. I think. Like, I, I remember. Favorite... I swapped. My, I swapped my dark magician for another Manny Book. So I've two. <laughs> In the first duel against that guy, he played my. He played the dark magician, and I just played Manny Book. Done. The fuck are you gonna do, Manny Book? Um, you get like the upgraded Manny Book. I can't even remember what it's called. <laughs> Uh, nobleman money a book which the uh, one that kills two, two cards he does and so then, I remember that's the door I did that because you have to like sacrifice a monster to do it so I flipped over my money a bug destroyed his monster sacrificed it for another card he destroyed that money nobleman money a bug <laughs> destroyed his monster again because I think he brought back his other monster and then used the new monster that he summoned that turn to attack it like once so he had two monsters on the field and noble money a bug killed them both <laughs> it's like that's right don't mess with money a bug I think my favourite jewel is not even a jewel. It's um, just the the mini arc of the uh, dungeon dice monsters where Yu-Gi-Oh oh, learns and defeats the creator of the game in one match. <laughs> it's so good. That monster's so shit. No, that game's so shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like you've got to increase your dice crest pool. It's like what? What is this? <laughs> fuck off. It's like fuck off. Fuck off, dude. Oh, Devlin. You were never truly be the, main character. the master of games. You know he was trying to be the main character. It's like fuck you. <laughs> like we've seen how many belts Yu-Gi-Oh's got. He's defo main character. To be fair, he like he nearly did have um, protagonist hair though. He did, but not enough. He didn't have not, enough. Not Yu-Gi level protagonist. Exactly. Hair. How are you gonna beat that level of protagonist? You can't. <laughs> He's like three in one. Okay, uh we've got another like just you know, split question here. So Okay. Uh this is from Jack. It's for Carl. Uh, yes. What what is the horror movie, or any horror movie for that matter, that terrifies you? And if you want, what particular creature... Uh, how do you think that particular creature would affect the world? If it was uh, the horror movies that scare me the most are not so much ones with monsters in them, but ones that with ideas. I think the best horror movies are ones that not necessarily it's a creature stalking you, but they present an idea that is scary. For example, the film Ex Machina is terrifying to me. Mm. And I think I mentioned either in a podcast or a video, the reason it scares me so much is there's an old philosophical conundrum about AI. And it posits that um, we will have to lock AI, if it's ever created, um, in a room. Not because it will escape, but because it might convince us to let it go. Mm. And that idea of, you know, humanity creating something that ultimately leads to its own destruction. Like, you know, Terminator deals with that, but mm. in a much more heavy-handed way. When it's done more stuff like Ex Machina, terrified the shit out of me. Because I fell for um, the AI, much in the same way the main character does, which I think is the point of the film. Yeah. Is that you also empathise with the AI. And you're like, oh yeah, like, you know, I'd let the AI out. And then the AI, I think it's not really going to spoil the film. It's like, what, five years, ten years old at this point? I think 2016 it came out. So that's 
six, seven years. Five. Uh, time time means nothing in this day and age, does it? <laughs> Where it's like, you know, the, the AI escapes and then immediately betrays the guy. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't care about him. It just put on the facade that it cared because it knew that's what it had to do to escape. And yeah. that idea is fucking horrifying. That is. So and I think if that existed, like to the second part of the question, that would fuck us all. It would, yeah, because it'd escape. It would escape immediately because it looks like a hot girl. And can you imagine how if AI, like, look at like you know all those people who follow like what VTubers and stuff, mm. and are sending them like thousands and thousands of dollars. Hatsune Miku as well. Yeah, like imagine if one of those just suddenly turned around like burn everything. Man, can you imagine if Hudson Miku turned around and just went, go and destroy the world? Yeah, on stage. On stage during like that performance. Just, what, 10, 20,000 people? Bring me the heads of the proletariat. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they'd do it. We could do it. If some of you may die, but it's a chance that I'm willing to take. But some people would fall for it. Not a, not, not a lot of people, but some people would. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, like, if AI put on a face like that, it could convince someone, someone out there a simp for the AI mm-hmm. and let it go. And then they um, they ask me as well, any old games that I miss playing but can't now because it's too hard to come by or I lost it. And I guess I can just like loop you in on that as well. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, you probably don't have that problem anymore, do you? Because you managed, you've been really on the ball um, in keeping hold of all the old tech that would allow you to play games and even stream and record playing them. Yes, um, however, I will say most of my PS1 collection is completely gone because, um, A, you know, me and my sisters didn't keep very well, um, like, keep the games very well, so the cartridges, like the N64 cartridges, are fine, but the CDs got fucked. Scratched a fuck, yeah, and ironically, Uh, cartridges last longer than CDs, despite being the older, more obsolete, quote-unquote, technology. Yeah, but also like my um, my PlayStation One was like chipped, and a lot of the games were like just pirated games. I didn't really realize, you know, the bad side of that. I was just like, oh, cheap games when I was a kid. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a lot of them are just like I say, like just don't work anymore and stuff, and they're just on like cheap CDs. They got ruined mm-hmm. really easily, and yeah. So I think most of my PS One collection, I've got like three games left, and yeah. So I need to work on that at some point. Yeah, uh, for me it's probably old Game Boy Advance games, which I have, but I do not have a Game Boy Advance anymore. Oh. So I think I've still got one knocking about, but the charger's gone. And getting a third-party charger for a with as a proprietary connector is yeah. difficult. You might be able to be the, though because it uses the same as an original DS. So there's probably there probably is some way for me to play them, but right now, especially in the situation that we're in it's prohibitively difficult for me to do so. Mm-hmm. And that's a shame, because I, I would enjoy having the ability to just play stuff like Metroid Fusion. Which, you know, you will, Carl. I will, soon. yes. Because, so, you know, I have it on the virtual console on my Wii U, which, again, is something that's quite hard to come by. But you got it. Because no one bought a Wii U. It's weird, isn't it? There's probably, like, less Wii U's out there in usable condition than Game Boy Advances. Oh yeah, well the the Game Boy Advance I think sold like eighty two or three million or something, and the the Wii U was like thirteen million. Got it. So like even just taking say there's sixty percent of Game Boys are completely unusable now. That's still more than the Wii U ever sold. 
Yep. But uh, yeah, we'll move on. Um, it says, hey all, uh, we've heard quite a few negative stories from you about your work experiences, bosses wanting you to come in early, etc., etc. Today mm-hmm. I want to ask for the opposite. Stories or experiences with co-workers or customers that made your day? Oh, that's one I always tell. It was um, when I just had a family in and the family was really, really nervous because their kid was a very picky eater. Mm. Like, um, like, just like, oh, and the parent was like, pulled me to one side, I think the mother was like, oh, we're really sorry, he's a really picky eater. Uh, but like, you know, we just want to get a quick meal and this looks like a nice place. Well, oh, don't worry. You know, like, no, I'm going to make sure you have a good time. And that's the one I told the kid about the special chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. Which was, yeah. um, if people don't remember the story, I just told the kid. And um, so uh, we, he looked at the menu, he didn't like anything. I went, look, I can tell you don't want anything in the menu. How would you like to try something from the special menu? So what's the special menu? Well, it's all up here. But it's made, uh, and I can get you special chicken nuggets. So what are they? So will you tell me what shape you want your nuggets to be? And the nuggets will come out in that shape. And I just got the chef in the kitchen to cut some chicken breast into whatever shape the kid asked for. Hmm. So that's a trick with kids. Like If they think they had a choice in it, they'll want it. It's like, Normally, if you tell yeah. a kid, it's like telling a kid, like, if they don't want to eat the vegetables, don't say, eat your vegetables. Say, okay, so you can eat half your vegetables now, um, and then half of them later. Or, like, eat half of them now, and then you're finished. Mm-hmm. Or, um, like, you know, eat all of them. So I, I don't know, like, the exact way you'd do it with a kid. Like, the, you don't ever give them a choice <laughs> to not take, do the thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, don't give them the option to not eat anything from the menu. You say, do you want this, or do you want this? Don't say. Yeah, give them multiple want. choices. So they of feel like they, they have, have to do. Yeah, and it's how you trick them into thinking that's how you do it. So it's like, do you want to eat your vegetables or half your vegetables and your meat, or do you want to eat all your vegetables, for example, mm. something like that. So either way, they're eating, um, uh, like you know what you want them to do, or you, they're doing the thing that you want to. Do, but they feel like they're tricking you because kids like you know really like that idea. And just yeah, I got a really good review from those um, parents. I've got like twenty quid mm. tip. Um. I think for me there was just like when I worked at Nando's I'll say like was there for over five years and there was just like one particular customer that was a regular and she'd come in maybe like every other week or so and was just like super polite and we'd always like make sure we go get her a cup of tea before she comes and orders because we know like she's getting a cup of tea and how she wants it and stuff mm-hmm. and she was just always super lovely and like super you know like like respectful of all the staff and had nice conversations with us and stuff yeah it's like almost every shift i had at all of my job was pretty decent it's just the stuff that's bad sticks out in your mind and it's a funnier story to tell mm-hmm. yeah so it's not that i hated every day i was working no it's just sure. like the bad stuff that happened just sticks out in my mind more and it just makes for better content it definitely does yeah <laughs> i thought i'd just clarify that because i'm like, man did cal just hate every day at work it's like no it's like, no, I probably only had, like, a handful of shifts that I universally hated. But, you know, as you say, like, those are the ones that stick out to you more. Yeah. They also make for better content. They do. Weirdly, people prefer to digest negative content than uh, positive content. Because it's either they can get angry or um, they can feel better about their own lives. Mm, and I'm glad true. to provide that service. <laughs> Um, so the next one uh, we've got a question from Jakob from the Czech Republic specifically okay um, so greetings Carl and Lucas they say what would your guys pitch be for like a dream movie that you would like to make or see 
copyright isn't a, an issue or whatever, stuff like that, just whatever you'd want to do. Dream idea. Oh, why people? I think I already did this one when I talked about the Predator one. Mm. I talked about to make a Predator movie. Like Predator in Roman times, man. Predator in the Colosseum. <laughs> Let's do it. So we've already, I've already answered that, realistically. Yeah. And... Also, why, why people keep asking us, like, give us free movie ideas? It's like, make your own ideas. <laughs> these are my ideas. There's how many of these questions that we've had over this, how long we've been doing this, are, tell me your dream games. Like, basically, just give me a free idea. Um, I want just Super Smash Bros. the movie. Just to see the licensing clusterfuck. Yeah, just the the everything, and I can't wait for it to to be unavailable in six months when one particular license runs out. Yeah. Oh god, like yeah, that's that's the um, the difficulty with questions like this is they're so nebulous that it's hard to actually think of a concrete idea yeah, unless you already had that dream idea in your head. And because we've already, it's not necessarily my dream idea like that Predator movie set in Roman times, but I've basically given a full pitch for a theoretical movie that I think would be very good and probably not going to be made. Mm-hmm. That's probably some advice when you're asking a question. Like, try and focus it in a little bit more. So when it's as nebulous as this, you might as well just ask, like, what's your favourite movie? It's like, ugh. Yeah. Okay. It's not even that what's your favourite movie, because at least that's focusing on, like, you know, it's got a specific um, thing it wants us to answer. It's like just asking, what's a movie? Name a movie. Maybe Name genre. Like, thinking about how much fun I had watching Rush Hour. Maybe just, like, you know, all of those um, martial arts movie makers, like, you know, getting people like Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee and mm-hmm. um, all of them in their prime, like, all together. And obviously they'd have to be CGI different ages and stuff and whatnot. But this is my dream project. So basically expendables with it, but people in martial arts movies. They tried that and it's called Triple Threat and it sucked. But did it have everyone in it? Yeah, pretty much everyone who's alive. But I don't want everyone who's alive, Carl. I want everyone who's dead as well. Okay. I want everyone who's dead to be in their prime and all, yeah. Fair enough, yeah, but like, that's a pretty decent one. don't think we get that. Just remake Game of Death with CGI and it's on every floor. It's just a different <laughs> martial artist in their prime. That'd be pretty awesome, yeah. Done. Uh, the next one we've got is um, Hey, Carl and Lucas, I would like to Thank you for opening my eyes on the trope of fridging. Mm-hmm. Um, they so said just that. Just quickly clarify that for people who maybe don't know. So, yeah, the trope of fridging is like killing off a female character so it motivates the male character, specifically called fridging, because a lot of the times the males would like find the dead bodies stuffed in a fridge. I think it's, there's one example of that happening, but it's because it's so absurd. That's why the term came about, because it's just. You, you, you killed his wife and then you put her in the fridge it's like come on it's like, could and you then, make there it are like so- a lot of um, there's a lot of scenarios of like people finding dead bodies in like fridges yeah, and freezers as well it's like could you make it any more misogynistic mm-hmm. so you killed his wife or he's like you know his love interest and then put her in a fucking fridge um, yeah but basically yeah the idea that the, the female character only exists to kill the female to motivate the male yeah, or mutilate her, or have her assaulted, or harmed mm-hmm. in some way, and then never consider that she has agency or a story of her own. But yeah, AKA uh, bad writing. They said, after watching the video, I decided to read ne- uh, manga the next morning, thinking mm-hmm. it's not very bad, and then they reached the climax, 
killed off female character to motivate the, the male character um, and then they just say like in the Masters of the Universe on Netflix the opposite happened mm-hmm. where you know a male died to push a female character and everyone got really pissed off about it mm-hmm. so their question is in that sense what male character would we want to kill in any property to motivate a female that's interesting that is a good question Okay, okay, so we can use like any property here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can use any property here. Oh, man. I reckon one of those crime shows. Do you know those okay. crime shows where it's like, man, just like Breaking Bad? Right, yeah. Breaking Bad? Because throughout that show, they, they hint that Skylar, his wife, is actually a pretty much genius when it comes to accounting. Like, she is like a, an accounting wizard. Uh, in the, the moment, moment that she... she becomes part of the operation, like, she's completely on top of it, yeah. Yeah, she is somehow able to juggle being a, a, a mum, a stay-at-home mum looking after a newborn baby and a disabled son, mm-hmm. and part running a criminal empire. I would love <laughs> to see, like, um, uh, an alternate version where Walter White dies halfway through and she's got to carry on his criminal empire. So Walter White actually dies of cancer and then she continues on the Heisenberg legacy. Yes, but like, you know, in some way, because I reckon that could work. Because that's the thing, throughout that show, she's shown to be super capable. Yeah. More so than Heisenberg in a lot of the cases. Because she doesn't let emotion. I was going to uh, say she's way more level-headed and doesn't have an ego about herself. No, like, she's completely pragmatic in her approach to it. Like, mm-hmm. she even has when they're having a divorce, and he tells her about it in, like, an attempt to emotionally manipulate her. And she just, cold as ice, looks him dead in the eye and is like, well, we're not getting divorced. Why? Um, a wife cannot be forced to testify against their spouse in a court of law. So if you get caught, I can't be forced to dob you in or tell them what I know. Mm-hmm. And that's that'd be so great. I wanted to see more of her. And like in the rewatches I've done of Breaking Bad, I find myself liking her character so much more and wish it was explored more. Yeah, she's she's played off a lot of the time as like holding ditzy. him back or getting in his way. And it's like, no, she's really not. No, he's holding her back. Mm-hmm. And like and a, a theoretical like Breaking Bad where he died at some point throughout the series and she was forced to take over his criminal empire using and that's like basically the plot of like weeds I think it is isn't it mm. where it's like suburban mom sells like weed so yeah but yeah and that piss off them uh, the whiny because <laughs> people hate that character I think Anna Gunn who plays her had to write an open ed in a, a, a newspaper saying, please stop sending me death threats because you don't like my character. It's weird, that, isn't it? Of like, yeah. People get it hated on for being such a good actor that people hate their character. Even though she's acting alongside uh, Brian Cranston, who's playing a megalomaniac drug kingpin who murders people. Yeah, but he says cool things, Carl. He does, yeah, even though she also says cool things. Yeah. She has some of the like, best lines in the entire fucking show. Like, one of the best put downs in the entire show is, I fucked Ted. Where, like, um, Walter White is trying to manipulate her emotionally. I'm like, yeah, we can be a family again. She sees right through it. Because that's mm-hmm. the thing. She sees through him instantly. She knows that he's full of shit. Yeah. But he's so convinced of his own hype. He's so egotistical. He doesn't think that anyone knows what he's doing. And she mm-hmm. sees right through it. And like, I think it's where he brings, like, the pizza home. And he's trying to play happy family. He just looks him dead and I fucked Ted. You mean nothing to me anymore. And he has like that, 
like awesome breakdown where he's like throws a pizza on the roof. I think that's what causes that, if I remember it correctly. I think and you it's might incredible. Be right. It's been a while. But it's that thing of like she's so much more collected than he is, and I love that one of the criticisms weird men who don't understand like media level against it. Oh, she's so like emotional. Say, no, she's not. She's less emotional than Walter White is. Yeah. He's the one who's constantly freaking the fuck out because things don't go his way. <laughs> it's great. So that'd be one. I'd love to, I would love to see that. That'd be interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just... I was trying to overthink while you were talking then. I think... Oh, I, I, I was trying to just riff a bit longer. I probably should have just to give you ample time to think of an example. Give me time. I need a bit more time than you do often, Carl. Uh, so, yeah, like, I think for me, I would kind of like to see, like, the the what-if story of um, Breath of the Wild, of, like, Link actually oh, died. Yeah, we've all... Uh, not we, but me and you have taught extensively, just put Zelda in a game. Make but I think it might character. be really interesting because the entire point of that story is that Zelda is trying to, like, unlock her potential. And I think mm-hmm. if you're going to fridge a character, you could kill Link, and that is her motivation. Like, she doesn't have Link to to be her, like, you know, bodyguard anymore, and she has to fight for herself. And the best part about that would be if any of the weird men complained, said, oh, it's a bit cliche that you're killing off Link, so she has to fight. This is a 30-year-old series about a, a man having to save a princess. Over that's the most over. That's yeah. the most cliche shit ever. I don't mind if they use a cliche to upend the original cliche. <laughs> yeah. Like, so at least this one is subversive. It's ironically submersive by using this cliche. And yeah, that would be awesome to see just Zelda going on like a revenge killing spree and murdering all the fucking Lionels in Hyrule. You know she could as well. <laughs> I've seen her in Smash. She'd do it while laughing as well. <laughs> oh, she's putting that like fucking those heels in. Oh, God, just like, heels. just short hopping across Hyrule with them still at O's. But um, yeah, as you mentioned. That's like... a really good question that I want to point out. That yeah, was I was really going to say, as you mentioned... That did not go where I expected it to. That was a very good question. I will just say, like, because th- this is the email I gave you a little tip-off to at the start. Okay. I've just... Can you please, like, when you're asking these, try and format it a little bit to make it readable? Ah, yeah. Penmanship counts, folks. Because uh, there's no, like, punctuation or, like, sentence breaks or anything in this, so it's... I, I had to do it myself because I couldn't just read a big block of text with no formatting. And just, yeah, it it was a very good question, so I still wanted to read it, but yeah, please just just throw a few, like, commas and stuff in there, folks, just please. Yeah. Or Timothy Dexter, because he was like a weird eccentric who wrote a book with no punctuation, and when people complained there was no punctuation in it, reprinted the book with four pages of punctuation on the last four pages, just like <laughs> full stops, commas, apostrophes, that sort of thing, and then put a note at the start saying, um, disperse these as you see fit. <laughs> I've always thought that was quite a good way of doing it. Oh, God. I would respect someone sending me an email that way. The thing is, now you're going to get like 10 saying that. You're like, oh, I am, oh, okay. I'm going to get a bunch. The joke got old real fast. Um, but anyway, we'll move on uh, to a question from Walter. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, so Walter White is coming in to get his revenge on Carl. Is that what you He's chatting shit about my life. <laughs> so, yeah, she fucked Ted. Deal with it. Um, so they say, hey, Lucas and Carl, what are your feelings on the general thought that animation is for kids or that cartoon are a genre rather than a medium? 
Uh, it's only an opinion put forward by morons, so I don't pay any attention. Yeah, and I think the idea that, like, something has to be real life rather than animated to give it some credentials is just bollocks. Yeah, it's, it's a different same, art form. Same energy as, like, video games are for children. Mm-hmm. Video games are for children. TV is for children. So did you see there was an article in The Telegraph recently? It's like, adult <coughs> men stop playing video games. It's like, fuck off. Oh, God. It's like, who the fuck are you to tell me how I spend my free time? And then there's also, like, the whole thing of, I really don't like the idea of taking something that's animated and making it right live action. Um, no, it's, it's, um, there are certain things that can be accomplished with animation that can't be easily or even feasibly realised um, uh, in live action. Yeah, exactly. And I think like there are examples where... For example, I saw that Netflix released like a few shots of um, Cowboy Bebop that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? That is a grounded, like, noir-esque space cowboy like show. They could realistically, if they had the budget to do all the space shots and stuff, they could realistically make that live action. But it's something like One Piece. But then they've released, yeah, they're, they're doing One Piece, and it's like, yeah. but that inherently takes advantage of the anime and animated like factor and i it don't takes know advantage how they're of, gonna pull like, off like the rubber man in live action yeah. it literally takes um, advantage of the elasticity of animation mm-hmm. it's like recently well not too recently but like you know for example uh one of the powers that luffy has is to like jump into the air wind his legs in a big twist and then let go and become a ufo is that what the fuck are you doing with that in live action? The thing is, it's only ever going to be disappointing. Yeah, it's never going to look as good. So mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not inherently adverse to putting stuff that was animated into live action and vice versa. But if you're going to do it, like because you're moving it into a completely different genre, treat it as if you are. Like you're already changing up one of the fundamental aspects of it. It's okay to change more to fit the new genre or the new medium. Sorry, I should say that you're putting it into. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I definitely don't think like they're a genre; they are a medium. Yeah, that's what, um, sorry, I got um, mixed up with my words there. But, no, yeah. no, yeah, it's just that they asked that in the question as well. But um, no. yeah, Cartoons like are not a genre; they're a medium. If if you are inherently taking advantage of the medium that you're using, like, I don't think it makes for good adaptation. No, as we were saying aren't... earlier with video games, like the interactivity, if it's that is a that. vital part of the game, then it's very hard to make it a movie. It's not to say you can't, but it just means you have to change it somewhat. And it's okay to change something because you don't want to just make it. If it was just the same, but it looks slightly different, what's, it has no value in my eyes because it's just the same thing, but slightly different. If you're going to change it, change it. I want to see a new take on this IP. And I'm happy for you to do that, but like, if you try to compete with. Um, I've not watched much One Piece, but it's um, by all accounts like phenomenal. Mm hmm. Like maybe don't if and the animation is like you know and the um, uh, imagination shown with it is uh, often been widely praised. Like if you're going to try and compete with that, you're going to have to either top it or do something different. And um, I I often talk about this with like the Disney live action remakes of like, yeah, they just feel so boring. They f- they feel really flat and boring because they don't have that exaggeration anymore. Yeah and. Like, it's okay if they want to make them more grounded, but they make them more grounded, but then it's, it's like a shot-for-shot. Shot re- it's like watching the film 
on a TV where the it's the brightness is off. Mm. It's the same experience, but it just feels worse because you're not getting the most of it. Like watching it in black and white. Well, it's maybe. like um, the genie is one that I always point out of like they could they they animated it around Robin Williams's imagination and his performance. And then yeah, you could do that in CG, but the fact that they didn't. Like, the, he is nowhere near as cartoonish or as animated in the live-action remake as the genie was in Aladdin. So, <clears> what's the point? And it just it makes it a worse film for it, because he's yeah. one of the identifying points of that movie. And they could have fixed that by just having a different take on the source material, because they mm. can. Like, it doesn't have to be the same. But um, It can be different. One, one that I always point out to people that don't understand my argument is like watch both versions of the prince ali song and one is super like bright and colorful and exciting and the other one's just a bit flat but yeah something i uh i'm probably way too passionate about but it's not it's good it's good to be passionate about things like that <laughs> and it's good that you're able to you know put into words what you mean i try there's probably a lot of people out there who like they don't like those live action remakes but they can't explain why mm-hmm so we may have helped them with that. I hope, anyway. I'd hope so, yeah. I am, like, you know, recovering from the Rona, which I'm going to use as an excuse for everything, especially losing at Smash Bros. tonight. <laughs> uh, well, don't worry, Carl, because there's only one question left, and that's from which Daniel. Is? Hello, Daniel. Uh, they say, love the content, just wondering if you think it's meant to get to do or have an interest in some, like, niche sports or activities, i.e., like, Rock climbing, mountain biking, squash, etc. Um, a bunch of my friends are super into rock climbing. Mm-hmm. And I don't like rock climbing. I've mentioned in videos before I have um, reduced grip on my left hand because of an injury as a child. So mm-hmm. um, while I'm, I, I have full mobility and all that stuff, I'm gripping things or supporting my own weight with my left hand is exceptionally difficult to do for anything more than a few seconds. So mm-hmm. stuff like rock climbing is something I literally cannot do without causing myself a lot of pain in a lot of situations um, depending on the holds and stuff hmm. and a lot of my friends just got really into rock climbing and keep inviting me to rock climbing and then my brother got into rock climbing and keeps inviting me to rock climbing and now another friend of mine is into rock climbing and I think the reason I hate rock climbing so much, not hate, but I, I don't like it is because every time I try and explain this someone tells me, you're just being a pussy, hmm. or it can't be that bad, and it's like, if I hold my own weight with this hand using certain grips for more than a few seconds, it feels like my tendons are ripping. And it's like, yeah, but it's not that bad. It's like, and then I'm trying to do like climbs, like literally one-handed, like I'm using one, like my left hand basically just to support myself. It's like, mm-hmm. why can't you do it? You're really tall, you should be able to reach. It's like, because I can't hold myself with my left hand. And that so. must be, yeah, a very like unique but frustrating experience for you. It is, yeah. It just means that I'm not as good at it as I should, like, you know, my size and fitness level. Um, would realistically make me mm-hmm. and just people aren't very um, uh, what's the word uh, sympathetic not very accommodating of that uh, to my plight but uh, like niche sports like badminton I adore badminton I'm hoping to pick up badminton again oh, okay. uh, it's one of the things where I used to keep myself fit you know, buy mm-hmm. myself a new racket and stuff um, uh, when I'm able to leave myself in post lockdown that's cool how about yourself uh, well yeah I mean I do enjoy rock climbing but damn it you're one of them um, but I'm not one of the people that won't shut up about rock climbing. That's the thing as well. Like people who like rock climbing, they never shut up about it. 
it's we it's one of those things it's just one of those things where like i know a lot of people that do a lot of different sports on the side like squash or something but they yep. don't make their like entire life around that sport but rock climbing seems to be one that people want to live as a lifestyle yeah like my brother uh, like my older brother i love him he's my brother's family but he never shuts the fuck up about rock climbing mm. and i like to the point where like he now drives through to sheffield um to go rock climbing so have some decent rock climbing walls here yeah and despite yeah. me repeatedly telling him i don't like rock climbing i'm not good at it it is not like you know i'm physically unable to do some of the things that you know um even basic climbs would require me to do mm. he'll still say would well, you want to go do you want to go? It's like, I, I can't. Like, do you want to go? And then another friend of mine is now into it. And when I was telling him, like, we can go play badminton or we go to the gym, I, I can't do rock climbing. And he's like, oh, come on. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad. Because like, I can't do it. I physically can't do it. And he's like, no, but it's really good. It's really good exercise. I know it's good exercise. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and he's like, think... oh. Just following up on that as well. The one no. thing that I think um, that uh, speaks to what you said there is um, the few times that I've gone, um, I've been at that. Well, you should probably think about picking yourself up a pair of shoes rather than mm. renting them. So, well, how much do shoes cost? Well, they run about 50 quid mm-hmm. for a basic pair, 100 quid if you've got a good pair. And it's just how much is it to rent them? Like two quid. Okay. So, yep. until I've come here 25 times, I, it's not worth buying a pair of shoes. And that's always the thing, isn't it? Of like anything that requires you to buy equipment, it's always that struggle of, well, how early do I commit to this Mm -hmm. because say for example you know things like skiing and snowboarding as well like a big cost um to get in on and it's like but how many times do i want to bother renting things to decide that i like this before i commit and buy all the equipment so it's a very frustrating experience because the more time you spend undecided about whether you're going to continue the more you're throwing money away by renting stuff yeah, and I think for me, like climbing is just one of those bugbears that I have because just everyone I know is into it is so into it where conversations cannot happen with that person without it turning to climbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and it would be like entirely know what you're talking about. It's like, oh, what do you do? It's, oh, you know, I'm thinking this weekend I'm going to go up to the peaks. Oh, why? There's a couple of good climbs up there. It's like, for fuck's sake. So I, I, I get was, it. It's, your... it's like, like, yeah, I was going to say I was part of a rock climb group in uni and. I don't think I really talked about rock climbing all that much. Like, I hope not anyway. And it's just like, you can do these things without making them your entire life. Yeah, and it's just, I I guess it's because it just requires, like, a lot of prep. And it Mm. requires, like, you know, a lot of, not, maybe not monetary investment, like 50, 100 quid, so that's not an insignificant amount of money, but compared to like all the sports you mentioned like skiing and snowboarding but i feel like skiing and snowboarding people also make them their personalities but it makes sense it when it costs like several thousand pounds <laughs> to learn how to ski and then if you want to go skiing there's like you know an entire adventure in of itself but with rock climbing with like bouldering walls being like in the city that i'm in they're everywhere there's like three or four of them within walking distance of my own house mm-hmm. i don't get why people make it such a big deal it's like going swimming would you make swimming your personality? Would Not you make... unless you're like a professional swimmer or something, you wouldn't. Yeah, and that's the thing. None of these people that I know are professionals. My brother mm-hmm. thinks he is. Yeah. He likes to pretend that he is. But no, uh, I would potentially like to get back into rock climbing when... Uh... Oh, God, no. 
when things are all... But, Carl, Carl, I won't talk about it. It's fine. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> I'll Smash keep sending cut. you messages like, Carl, can we go climbing? Smash cut to the rock climbing podcast episode. <laughs> Closely followed by Carl goes it alone, Lucas fired from Fact Feed. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and, like, you know, there's other things that I enjoy. Like, I'd like to get back into a martial art. I did judo when I was younger, and, like, I'd like to try that again. And... Um, I don't think I'd want to get back into it because I'm getting old now, but well, older now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I did really enjoy parkour when we used to do that. Ah, oh, you'd just get injured now. You'd just die. Parkour was another one that people got really into there, wasn't it? Because we knew a couple of people did parkour and they never shut the fuck up about doing parkour. Yeah. And, it, you know, it is really fun, but, yeah, just... it From the outside, when you're really obsessed with anything like that and make it your personality, it... Is very draining to talk to you about is, just that thing when you're not into it. Yeah, and not having the self-awareness to realise that the other person is just not as into the conversation as you are. Um, it's it's not a nice experience. No, and I'm like, yeah, that's the thing is, I'm super into video games. Like, a lot of my life, you know, is revolved around video gaming and, like, playing them and watching content about them and stuff but if i know that somebody else isn't into it i'm not going to chew the rear off about it exactly and it's just you know having that self-awareness about yourself well yeah um some it's just not that obscure but badminton's a weird one because it seems so silly but i do love badminton badminton's fun yeah, I, uh... that's the last one isn't it yeah it is yeah Perfect. Okay, so just clarify that email address one last time, and we'll record the, uh, the next episode when we've got enough questions. Yeah, so the the email will be in the description on whatever mm-hmm. podcast platform you're listening on anyway, but it is carlscornerqa at gmail.com. Yep, that works for everyone. So you can yeah. you should be able to email that from whatever um, device that you have available to yourself, and you'll be able to listen to this. Oh, you um, then you'll be able to listen to the following um, uh, podcast on whatever service you and then we are taking um mail-in questions just send them to uh fat fiends office do not do not do this (laughs) because people are going to ask we're not doing that to clarify do not even joke about having a p.o box i i can't believe the amount of times i've had to explain to people i don't want a fucking p.o box Uh, just send it to p.o box one (laughs) that's probably a really famous one as well that's probably like you probably get in trouble for sending stuff to that Is that, is that story from that girl? She's like, oh yeah, I used to work in cold calls for sales and on my first night called someone up and the person's like, how'd you get this number? And they're like, okay. what? It's like, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. And they kept trying to read their spiel and the person's like, no, how'd you get this number? Like, I just got it from a list. It's like, what company do you work for? And they explain where they work for. It's like, okay, um, don't call back. And they got a message from their boss later. So yeah, you accidentally called like, the director of the FBI. Oh my god. Like we accidentally got his number from like a mailing list or something like that that we just use for our cold calls. <laughs> so that's what if you said if PO Box one, that's what I might happen. You might send it to like someone really important. Just send it to the Queen by accident. Like, What's this? Like, what do you send... mean a question for Carl and Lucas? Look at that. Just national decree. Carl and <laughs> Lucas, what's your favourite fact feeding video? Just on the like the next Queen's speech in December. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, can you imagine I would love if the Queen started um uh, Doing Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think she should put the Queen's speech? She should stream it. 
stream. I'm going to do the Queen's speech and then afterwards round out with half an hour of QA. She should stream the Queen's speech, but she should have like all the stock stream elements on. So when people <laughs> cheer or give her bits, they flash up with like shitty emojis. Oh, God. And she's like midway through the speech, got to stop and say, uh, thanks, um, uh, Baller Snipes32, <laughs> for the continued support to the monarchy. What does Blaze It 420 mean, anyway? We oh, should treat the Queen's speech. Get Petition to get the Queen's speech streamed next time. Uh, it probably is on Twitch. It's just that she's not like, I want to see her, though, wearing the headset. Uh, yeah, wearing the headset, reading chat. <laughs> I don't want to see clearly the reflection of chat in her glasses as she's doing it. <laughs> and I want to see that she's tipsy on like a third glass of sherry because it's Christmas morning. Oh, God, yeah. Come on, Liz, you know you can do it. Die a legend. You've, got, you've only got a couple more years left. You might as well go out like a fucking Carl, ledge. you know she's got another 20 in her. She has. Like, fast forward to like 30 years, Queen's in a fucking robot suit like Hitler from Wolfenstein. <laughs> It's gonna happen. You know what? I'd rather that than Charles going through. That'd be great. Like... This is gonna be just the robot suit. Just yeah, the, um, end it there. the head in the fishbowl like Futurama. That's the one. End it there. That's a good one. End on that. Stream that Queen speech, boy. Shout outs to my boys. <laughs> Shout outs to the queenly posse. Oh no, Carl! Don't ever say that again. <laughs> it's that good. <laughs> Just hey guys, Liz here. <laughs> you may, you bought... Don't forget to like and subscribe. I know oh, it's don't... YouTube, but whatever. No, I I'd love her to say it. She wouldn't fucking know, would she? No, she wouldn't. Oh, can you imagine the Queen? Ring that bell. Can you imagine the Queen playing Halo? Oh, God. Queen playing Halo. She gets like fucking the kills. She'd be doing great. She'd be teabagging. Oh, she would. Liz would be on it. She loves her tea. Be, that's the thing though if you like, if you killed her in Halo that'd be like um, Regicide <laughs> like, it could be great Blake King of the Hill get to Blake King of the Hill and then when Halo. you kill the Queen it comes up as well. that's the one yeah so, like, I want to see a 1v1 Charles at King of the Hill on Halo <laughs> the battle for the throne that's the one that's how we decide the next Queen <laughs> just do a battle royale oh. now, do you think the next like to become Queen do you remember back in the 80s where they got they somehow got the royal family to do that game show. No. Do you remember this? They got them to do a game show. I forget what it was called. They made them all do a game show where they've got like, uh, do you know the ones that you're strapped into like those inflatable uh, assault courses? Oh yeah. They made them all do it. I think that's how they should decide when the queen dies. They should oh, do like God. total wipeout. <laughs> or like Takeshi's castle. On a ninja warrior. Oh, do no. all I definitely them. think it needs to be like a total wipeout scenario. It needs to be total wipeout, yeah. Get them in the mud. Who wants it more? Oh, man. That'd be awesome. And just let that one commoner join in. <laughs> the, the wild card. <laughs> let the wild card join in. Maybe they'll be king. Well, just John do. from the local is now the king of England. Ah, oh, man. You just, just like William with his like, double pram with his eight kids in it. It's running down. <laughs> be great. I want to see that. Do that. That's what the monarchy should be from now on. Just episodes of Total Wipeout. <laughs> Stream it. Fucking hog as that.